0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was the theme from Shaft from Isaac Hayes. Lovely way to start the programme this morning. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss, and you're listening to me on Jazz FM. And this is, of course, the place where you can find the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper guest today is Andy Pudicombe. He is the co-founder of Headspace, a mindfulness project. You can call it a company. We're going to talk about why it's a project. Lots coming up from Andy all around what mindfulness is and what it can do for you and your business. In addition to hearing from Andy, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all that, of course, some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, soul and blues, including Monty Alexander, Gil Scott-Heron and this from Cecile McLaurin-Salvant. That was I Didn't Know What Time It Was, from Cecile McLaurin-Salvant. You're listening to Jazz Shapers, as I said, and my business shaper today is Andy Puddicum, which is a Cornish name, he tells me, and he'll tell you more about that, maybe, if you're lucky. Andy is the co-founder, as I said earlier, of Headspace, and Headspace is an unbelievably interesting business, which focuses on the art of being mindful. Andy, hello. Before I talk about your dim and distant past as a Buddhist monk and all sorts of interesting things... In a nutshell, what is mindfulness for those people that wouldn't know that are listening?
1: Yeah, morning, Elliot. So, mindfulness, I think the easiest way to think about it is being present in the moment. So, most of the time, we're kind of very distracted, you know, even though we're kind of, we might be focused on a particular project, the mind tends to kind of wander off, you know. So, we actually spend very little time in the present moment. So... There's a, an argument, perhaps, that we should kind of actually train our mind to be more present more of the time. So we not only get to experience more of life, but so we feel a little bit more kind of focused in our life.
0: And this now is, um, I mean, phenom- phenomenon is a word yeah. that people use, but th- it's everywhere. You can't read an article in a paper or a magazine or online yeah. or wherever where they don't reference the power of mindfulness.
1: It's extraordinary. I... You know, I came out of um, the, the monastery, so as you say I, I was a Buddhist monk, and I came out of the monastery probably about eight or nine years ago, and I came back to the UK first. And I remember kind of going in and talking to people about mindfulness, and one, nobody was familiar with the word. Um... But also kind of there was a, a degree of, let's say, scepticism, um, hidden with laughter. And, um, and no one really kind of knew what to make of it. And when I look at that journey over the last eight years and, and how it's changed in terms of media perception, you now have, you know, the Bank of England, uh, you know, training their people in, in mindfulness. It's incredible, the, that, that journey.
0: Now, how, how big is your company right now and where are you based?
1: So we're based um, here in London, um, but also in L.A. as well. So the office, the team split. Um, we've currently got about 35 people. Um, so we're about four years old as a, as a company. Uh, the digital, the online component is only about two years old. Yeah.
0: And plans to go bigger as well, which we'll talk about a little later. If, if the world really takes to mindfulness in the way that they they seem to be, let's go back. You're, you're a 20 or something year old guy. You're studying a a sports science degree. My sources tell me that's right. And then you go. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I, I've spoken to lots of people that set up businesses. Not many of them go via a monastery.
1: Really? Uh, it, not many.
0: <laughs> not that they that Maybe they just didn't tell me. Yeah. But you take yourself off to where you say no, yeah. no more. I'm going. Where'd you go?
1: Yeah. Our uh, first stop was northern India. Um. So I was I was looking to I was actually looking to join a, a Thai a Thai monastery, um. But at the last minute I was going to fly to Thailand. And the last minute I. To chatting to a friend, and they just come back, and they just met the Dalai Lama in northern India. And I thought, hey, that sounds great. So um, I took about three months between leaving university and flying out there just to save up a bit of bit of money, and um, and yeah, and sort of set off on my way.
0: Stay with me to find out why uh, Andy set off on his way and what happened next. Time for some music. This is Gil Scott Heron and the Revolution will not be televised. Be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out. That was the revolution will not be televised from of course Gil Scott Heron. Andy Piticum is my business shaper. He's the co-founder of Headspace, the mindfulness project um that is uh either of its moment or has defined the moment or, I don't know, sometimes trends, you know, <laughs> where they come from. You can, you can take the credit for it in 50 years. But everyone turns and says, where did that start? It started with, it started with Andy Piddicombe. Um You said you, 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 let, you, obviously, you left university. What prompted you to go, this isn't for me? I mean, that's a pretty big shift from being, yeah. you know, a student in a university in Bristol, yeah. wherever you are, to, to, to then go off to, to the far other side of the world to, to do something so different.
1: There were a few kind of things in there, I guess. Um, So there was definitely a trend in the family. So even kind of, you know, grandparents were kind of into that sort of thing. My my grandma was doing yoga back in the 50s in London. Uh, My mum trained as a kind of a hypnotherapist, was doing stress management counseling. Uh, So it had been kind of around. We started learning meditation about the age of 11, 10, 11, 12, something like that. So it kind of been around. And then uh, in my late teens, kind of... I think a few things happened. I was involved in uh, in, in an accident uh, where a couple of people uh, died. Uh, my stepsister was killed soon after as well. And I think all of these things kind of left yeah, just a lot of questions in my mind as kind of, you know, what's it all about? And I think it's a question that exists for all of us in life. I think it's stronger at certain times and we all deal with it in different times, you know, or in different ways rather. Um, and for me, that... It's really hard to explain, actually, because it wasn't like I sat down and wrote a pros and cons of being a Buddhist monk or anything like that. It just, it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, and it really was that kind of clear in my mind. And do you think that you
0: were on the one hand looking for the answers yeah. and on another hand escaping?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, th- I think I wouldn't have admitted the the latter no, until until, until later much on. later on. I yeah. think it, it took maybe.
0: But but that journey you've been on, because you know, yeah. if we were if we were talking about a non business thing here, and one was having a conversation with someone yeah. who'd been through trauma and they came through the other side, that's all well and good. Yeah. Something else has happened though, and in that time when you were obviously a practicing Buddhist monk. You know, there aren't many Buddhist monks that I know, and I don't, met, I don't know many, let's be honest. Yeah. I've probably only met a couple in my <laughs> life very briefly. Yeah. But there aren't many that then think, hold on a minute, there's a commercial opportunity to translate what I've done over here, which had real meaning for me, which answered yeah. lots of questions for me, and make a business of it. Yeah. Where's that bridge come from? Is that where Richard, your partner, fits no,
1: in? No, it, it started a little bit earlier. So um, uh, I was actually asked by the monastery to, to go and teach meditation. It was in a, It was in Moscow. Uh, in, in Russia, and I was in Russia for probably about four and a half years. And while I was there, um, different people used to come along to the meditation centre, like lay people. And increasingly, they were sort of people from the, the expat community. And there was one in particular from an oil company. He was very senior in, oil, in an oil company, and he said, "I would love you to come in and work with our execs." He said, "But like, dress like that? Seriously? Like, I just couldn't." Kind of drop the skirt. Exactly. A bald-headed guy in a skirt. It's not going to happen, is it? Not in an oil company in Russia. But but
0: why – and what was the thing that he thought would be useful for
1: all the other people in that big company? The meditation. And why? So, you know, we talked just now about mindfulness. So the idea of being in the present moment is a really attractive idea for most people. But it's really difficult to learn. So you need a a skill or an exercise in which to learn it. And that's all meditation is. You're just learning how to be more familiar with the present moment. From a work point of view, that means being more focused, more productive – um, from a health point of view, so if you think about it from an HR point of view or an occupational health, we're talking about reduced stress levels, talking about reduced absenteeism. So it has a real kind of direct benefit for the business as well as it just being a nice idea. So for him, I think he was very much of the mind that how can we improve the the health and well being of our team. So that was why he invited me, invited me in. And the more I thought about it, I, you know, was I passionate about teaching meditation or was I passionate about being a monk? And I was passionate about teaching meditation, so it was a really easy decision.
0: Find out more about how Andy has taken that very good decision and created a business with his partner and the rest of the people in the business, or as he calls it, the project. Ladies, travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, because we're in the presence of an ex-Buddhist monk, so they better be good, from our program partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hi, I'm Greg Campbell. I'm a partner in the employment department at Mishkondorea. I've been practicing in employment law for 20 years. At Mishkondorea, one of the interesting things we do is we act both for senior executives and for corporate employers. So we do get to see both sides of the debate. A lot of my clients are starting up in business and the questions they ask are, well, what should I be thinking about when I hire new staff? What I would say is the important thing is Write down a contract of employment. It doesn't matter that you haven't written one down. There is a contract of employment in existence the moment you hire somebody. By writing it down, you make it clear what each party's expectations are and you minimise the risk of any disputes in the future. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, you can catch a brilliant and intriguing, and hopefully inspirational business shaper. If you've missed any along the way in the last few years, go into iTunes, put in the words "jazz and shapers," and you'll find them there. Hopefully, they will make you happy and also take you somewhere you didn't think you would go. My business shaper today is Andy Puddicum and he is the co-founder of Headspace. And as you've been hopefully hearing earlier, he's also was rather a Buddhist monk, made an important decision to go from the practice of buddhism to becoming actually a teacher and i suppose you can still practice buddhism because when you when you meditate you're still a buddhist
1: yeah well it's it's stop
0: being a buddhist do you just because you're not a monk
1: absolutely not and and i actually never kind of it's a strange thing to say but even as a buddhist monk i never really kind of uh associated with the idea of being buddhist as Mm. such like i practice meditation and i i try to live by those teachings um But personally, I look around the world and I think the division that religion has had, doesn't matter what religion it. I I think is so divisive to put labels kind of on ourselves. I think if we can just live a life which is kind of kind and thoughtful, then I think we'd probably get along a lot better.
0: Now, when you set the business up right at the beginning... um did that your ability to be meditative, to be mindful? I mean, yeah. people talk about the stress involved in yeah. setting up their own business. Were you applying those techniques all the time, or were you human like the rest of us, Andy? Did you have bad days and good days?
1: I'm very human, Elliot. You know, he I, looks human, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just well, to reassure you, yeah. pretty human. Yeah, pretty human. <laughs> and um, and of course, like anyone, you know, we had uh, we went through amazing kind of periods of, of kind of growth and difficulty and challenges and excitement. Um, and I think it's only natural to do that. I, I think that the difference with, with mindfulness, you know, it doesn't stop difficult things happening in life, but it does change our perspective of those things. So in the past, you know, if I'd have been going through some of those situations, I'd have lost it, you know, either that or I'd have gone down a pub and kind of just you know drunk. Drunk, drunk myself kind of, you know, to, yeah. to some place. Um, and I think the difference is that kind of now those things happen and it's kind of like, okay, they're happening the 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 experience the intensity of emotion is not the same don't tend to get kind of overwhelmed by the emotion, and therefore in that kind of place of clarity it's it's possible to kind of deal with it in a more skillful way so I wasn't kind of consciously applying it, but I think if you train for that many kind of years the inevitably some of that kind of feeds into everyday life so the business is about four years old. Just, just, is that, it is, in, yeah, in, just in, exactly. And in the last two
0: years, again, um, the getsomeheadspace.com is the is the repository where you can yeah. basically subscribe. You can you can get a whole bunch of um, downloadable tools, exactly. And apparently, I, my sources tell me some some sort of number around a million. A million people or a million downloads in that time, I mean that's an exceptionally high number and you can yeah. access these if, I, if I'm right as well, In a ho- there's a big hotel group that does it, there's an airline that does it, I mean there's all sorts of places
1: that are going, yeah. this works for our customers. Yeah, so there's, um, the way most people kind of in- enjoy Headspace, I hope they enjoy it, is, uh, is via the app and yeah there's well over a, a million users now um, give me a flavour. Just give me one yeah. small exercise. If
0: you're, if I buy the thing, yeah. Because people are going, yeah. But what is mindfulness? And I'm, I'm hearing you talking about what.
1: Give me a, a like, okay. just a one thought. Sure. So I think the, the ability to let go of the busyness of the mind, and to be present in here and now and how like, does your exercise do that if you give me one, it, one it, exactly so so it works as a guided exercise um, I can give you the theory of it which is to to kind of to sit down comfortably and to focus on the breath and you'll find that your mind wanders off and when you realise it's wandered off you want to bring your attention back again but honestly the, the theory does no justice to it, it you've got to it, do it, it. it well it's, it's a bit like kind of talking about a fine wine or something you yeah. know you can tell somebody what it tastes like what it smells like the notes and everything else but actually unless you actually taste it for yourself it's a very kind a of poor substitute for the experience.
0: But what those exercises are doing is essentially enabling you to hear your breath, to hear to, to feel where your your hands are on your on your legs, to essentially really get centered exactly. around where your brain is and not letting, it, as you said, drift
1: off. I think to to as I say to step out of the busyness of the mind and into the body. We actually just where we actually spend very little time kind of present in the body. If you think about walking down the street, how often are we actually kind of conscious of of the breeze against the skin, of the warmth of the sun on our back wall? not in london that often i know but uh you know or the sensation of our kind of our feet on the grass or so often we're thinking about a conversation we had last week or what we're going to do kind of you know next year when we get that promotion and so much time spent in the past and the future and very little time spent in the present
0: stay with me for more from my business shaper andy put it come time for some music this is from another buddhist monk leonard cohen he wrote this and it's performed by barb junger and it's called who by fire
1: Who by Fire?
0: Who by Water? That was Who by Fire, performed by Barbie Younger, written by Leonard Cohen. Andy, co founder of Headspace, as, uh, hopefully people will have picked up by now. Your your business has really grown. I mean, I, yeah. I believe that people are valuing this business that was only four years old at around 35 million quid. Yeah, Not bad for a, 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 an ex-Buddhist monk. That's okay, all right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you better do something good with that. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of pressure on you. You talk about it being a project. Yeah. And I want to just talk about that for a second. Many people in business set their business up Partly through passion, whatever that might be, and partly because they're driven by money, though most of the people I think I've interviewed over the last almost three years now have talked about the passion before the money, some of the other way. Yeah. Tell me what the project in its longest iteration sure. will be delivering. What's it, What's going to happen to the world of business and the world around you?
1: Well, I think the, the vision for Headspace is really very simple. It's to improve the health and happiness of the world. And that's really kind of no different. That's the interesting thing. People say, oh, you know, life as a monk and life as kind of businessman, as though they're kind of two separate things. Like the mind is the same, actually. Like the clothes might be different, but the mind's the same. As a monk, you kind of seek to improve the health and happiness of the world it's exactly the same as a business it's our mission it feeds into everything we do and the entire team and it's really important to say as well i am essentially just the performing monkey you know there are <laughs> an incredible team at headspace who do all the real kind of hard work and who kind of make it possible for people to to use it on an app they make it possible for us to team up with know yeah, with virgin atlantic and have a headspace channel on the plains with western hotels and to have Headspace in every single Westin hotel room around the world. I think, you know, that takes a, a lot of different people, and, and I'm just kind of a small part of that team. Some of the other intelligent
0: things I think you've done, and I've, and I've, I remember speaking to the founder of Unruly, it's a, a, a social right. media, a, a digital video distribution company, exceptional company. They've invested a lot in research and the kind yeah. of the world of academia. You've done something similar as well, yeah. if, I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, where you've, if I believe that. Understand that the sort of universities like UCL and the British Heart Foundation have come around yeah. and said, "What you are doing is intelligent, and you've used
1: that to your advantage." Of course. Sure. I mean, I, I think it, it's a really compelling kind of t- t- really compelling well, argument. But to to see in black and white, to have kind of independent scientists come in and research using the app um, sometimes in a workplace scenario sometimes outside in sports as well and kind of actually to see the the benefit i think for some people the idea of meditation and mindfulness is still very fluffy you know it's a very kind of this woolly this woolly thing you know it belongs to the east something mystical about it Uh, but when they actually see the the science in black and white that's really compelling and it's hard to ignore i think
0: and there are some very well-known people that are, are practitioners, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Gwyneth Paltrow, apparently, of, is of a Headspace, mindful yeah. of, Head Spa- yeah. of Headspace specifically. And who else have you oh. got? There's a few others. I know you're not a name dropper, Andy, but name well, drop for me <laughs> just for a moment. <laughs>
1: Can I? Uh there's um yeah, I mean we we've 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 never kinda of gone after kind of that sort no. of thing. But but there are people who've spoken about it in the press, like Emma Watson, for example, yeah, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow, Davina McCool, um, There's Etienne Stott who won a uh, a gold medal in, in the Olympics part of the G B team. As uh, Jodie Foster. There's all kinds of people who, who, use, who use Headspace.
0: Maybe I should be doing it more regularly as well. Actually, yeah. <laughs> read really for that once year would be good. Final chat come out with Andy, plus we're going to play a track from Shaper Jazz, Monty Alexander. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea. It's business, but it's personal. was Scar Mento from the latest album Harlem Kingston Express too. What a brilliant name from Monty Alexander. Just for a few more precious minutes and be present for them. I urge you, be present for them. Andy Puddicum is my business shaper, co-founder of Headspace. They're the Mindfulness Project and an amazing one too. I like your small objective. We're just going to change the world. (laughs) Let's just just think think very very micro, Elliot. What we're going to do is we're going to change the world. You've obviously, uh, again, unusually for the kind of people that I usually talk to, you've met some um, i'm not gonna use the word religious but spiritual people because as you yeah. said for me buddhism was less of a religion and more of a way of, of thinking yeah. i suppose who in your life do you think has really left an indelible mark of yeah that's what's important
1: yeah i, I think my parents like on on both sides uh, i think they really have done i think in terms of my my training kind of as a as a monk um there are there were kind of three or four teachers but there's one in particular actually and, and he wasn't a tibetan himself he was a an irishman um who went away and spent 12 years in cloistered retreat and um in the tibet tibetan lineage and i met him in in moscow in russia spent several years with him there and what he did up until that point i'd spent years and years kind of in the monasteries and stuff and i i'd heard all this stuff and it had it remained It'd gone into a certain extent, but it still didn't feel like that full, rich experience that people talked about. So there was some clarity and there was some calm, but it wasn't necessarily experiencing that sense of kind of warmth and compassion and everything else, you know. And I think what he did, he made that real for me. He had an ability to to take that kind of Eastern teaching and to make it very accessible and relevant. And and that's really kind of what I'm now trying to do, I guess, another kind of step further with, with Headspace. And and he left, uh, yeah, really an indelible mark. He kind of, I would say, kind of changed changed my life. You
0: know? uh,
1: and you you talked very candidly um, earlier on about the
0: accidents and and yeah. stepsister dying and, and friends and so on. Pretty, I mean, you know, almost at that at any age, one of the worst things that can ever happen. Grief mm. is probably one of the hardest things to deal with. Have they been the darkest moments in your life, or have you had? I mean, is do you, do you put because of that, do you have perspective when you're faced with a business issue? Is it a very different level of depth of of, of emotion? Because you also said, I think quite rightly, yeah. it's not that the stuff doesn't happen to you, it's that you're better equipped to deal with it. Yeah. Is it much more in perspective because of that big stuff, or do you still get really irritated You know, from time to time?
1: Yeah, I, I tend not to get irritated. I tend to... I can feel a bit kind of down, you know, if we've gone through, like, if if things aren't moving, you know, and I see kind of, I see a solution, you know, where maybe it's kind of because kind of opinions are very firm, and there's not a willingness to kind of to loosen up those opinions, and things get stuck like that, I kind of, it makes me feel a bit kind of down. And I just kind of think, like, come on, like, we can move this on. And how do you you get up
0: again? What's the way that you kind of self-diagnose, or self-meditate, self self uh, prescribing of the current trying to think of the word yeah the word that kind well, of just fixes you
1: yeah rather than self-medication that's it's, it's, the word. it's self-meditation Thank you. Yeah. And, um, we've just invented yeah. something that's great i'm um, pleased we've got that and i and i do i still meditate every day and yeah. and that makes uh, an enormous difference i'm Difference. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I live in, in in LA, as you know, just very close to the beach. I'm a passionate surfer, and so I try and get up every morning at about five o'clock so I can do my meditation, then go to the beach and have a surf. I, I just want and to. Say, I
0: want to be reincarnated yeah. as you.
1: I don't have that life. I want that life. <laughs> that ch- it really changes things. You start the day in the water, and it's um, it's quite something, you know. So I'm very fortunate in that respect.
0: So you manage basically through those, those various elements to kind of go, you know what, I can manage these emotions. Yeah, and just, deal just with it. to
1: accept that that's, that is part of it. Again, I think the, the biggest obstacle, I think, and the biggest challenge we have in life is to think that everything should run very smoothly, exactly as we would like it to be. And because we want it to be like that, there's an inevitable tension in our mind because life isn't like that. So if we can kind of come to a place of thinking of, okay, this, this stuff happens and life doesn't always go as we would like it to, but can we be okay with that when it's not going as we want it to, then all of a sudden everything's okay, even when it's not. It's
0: very clever. A business is basically going to solve everyone's problems in the world. I mean, it's absolutely in the serious side. Yeah. If you apply that to any issue in any business context, then hopefully you're going to be able to, to work through it. It
1: creates a really interesting space, and I think you know space is a is a huge benefit to, to everybody.
0: Fantastic. and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice, and why have you chosen it?
1: my song choice is louis armstrong and it's it's what a wonderful world and it's special to me for several reasons when i i finished uh one of my retreats um in uh in the monastery was uh that particular one was about a a year long so i'd been away for a year and i hadn't heard any music or anything like that it was one of the first songs i heard it was very emotional you know and uh and really kind of moved me and it was also uh, a really important song at the wedding to uh, to my wife, Lucinda.
0: Excellent. Well, here it is. This is Louis Armstrong and What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. That was What a Wonderful World, of course, from Louis Armstrong. The song choice of my business shaper today, Andy Pudicombe. What a wise man. Humble and absolutely clear about the decisions that have made him who he is and a focus on mindfulness, which is absolutely what he wants to do for himself and business in general. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, though, do stay with us here on Jazz FM. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz shapers on Jazz FM
1: in partnership with Mish Kondereya It's business but it's personal